We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report podcast, where three of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt regarding video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm your host, Kay, and with me is Jesse. Hey. And Nikki. Yo. All right, and Jesse, you wrote the sponsor in our hearts, so how about you explain that? <clears throat> the sponsor in our hearts today is my cat, Luna, because I love her and she's beautiful, and even when she bites me, I love her. And uh, I was watching um, Black Panther, which I will talk about later, and all the little panthers in the tree reminded me of Luna so much that I shook my friend and I'm like, it's like Luna! Because sometimes she'll be sitting in the dark on something, and like it's just her little lights, her, her little eyes, or the lights, her headlights. Um, her headlamps. Her, you know, that all cats have. Her eyes reflecting back at me, and it's so beautiful, and I I just love her so much. And yesterday she bit me, but I still love her. And right now she's laying on um, a chair in the living room, and she round. She's like all curled up in a circle, and I'm emotional. Anyway, I've been having a goblin, but she's sweet. Yeah, she's a (laughs) goblin, but I love her. Anyway, I've been having a hard time lately, and Luna, uh, it just magnified how beautiful Luna is for me, so I just wanted her to be the sponsor in our hearts. And she is. (laughs) (laughs) You wished it, and so it was so. And so it was so. (laughs) Mostly I got to the Google Doc. (laughs) Yeah, you got to the Google Doc first, so, so you made it so. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let your dreams be memes. <laughs> take it easy, but take it. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess we can move into the pre-sale. <laughs> um, I have my obligatory weekly cosplay update. Um, I finished Fang's tank top uh, yesterday, which means it's that awkward time where I'm just like, why did I make a midriff bearing cosplay when I'm scared of bearing my midriff? That's stupid, but it's done now. I have to, I have to wear it. Um, because you're strong, 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 um, strong, had a harrowing 30 minutes with a Dremel. I don't, I don't like using Dremels. I don't like using power tools in general. And it freaks me out. The, the, um, beads that are on the back of the shirt are metal. So they were kind of mm-hmm. hard to cut through, and I was I was at least I was smart enough to know that this had a high potential for disaster. So I wore protective eyewear and I wore protective gloves, and I used pliers to hold the beads out away from my body instead of my hands, like an idiot would, um, while I was cutting them. <laughs> I love and... how Kay's like like an idiot would. And I'm like that's me. <laughs> I'm the idiot I mean, holding the bead with my hand as I take a Dremel to it. I definitely would have cut my fingers off if I tried to do that. So, because I, when I cut through the bead, at least the first time, it like skipped off the needle nose pliers and created sparks, which was really scary. Um, but thankfully, by the time I got, I had to cut four of them, and by the time I got to the fourth one, I'd figured out how to not do that. Um, and then I just forced them onto the fabric and glued them in place. So that's done. Um, pretty happy with it. I also finished the boots finally. Uh, which I posted a picture of last week. 
and those turned out pretty good. So time will tell. Somebody asked me, are they comfortable? And I'm just like, time will tell, because I haven't worn them for hours and hours around a convention center yet. That's the real test. That's the real test. That's when you find out weird shit, like the bottom of the heel is uneven for some reason, and you keep twisting your ankle when you normally wouldn't, because that was something I discovered once. Oops, that glue that you thought was secure isn't that secure, and now your costume's falling apart. Whoops. 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 Happens. That's the real test. Um, Because they might have been comfortable when I was walking around my apartment, but I only wore them for like five minutes. And honestly... After a full day on a concrete floor at a convention center, any shoes you wear ever are going to feel uncomfortable. There's no way to avoid it. I wore combat boots once for my Hawkeye cosplay. Still uncomfortable after a while. I I have a pair of boots that I wear for my Zelda costume that are well-worn. I wear them all the time just to walk around in. They're super comfortable. But after wearing them at Salt Lake Comic Con all day, my feet hurt. It's just, you just can't avoid it. Um, I also, um, have an Arcana update. I finally got 500 coins and bought one of Nadia's books and it updated with new chapters. So I played all of those and unfortunately there's not a whole lot to say about them. Uh, the end of Julian's (laughs) was was pretty crazy, but the other two were kind of like, they're transitional chapters from one plot point to the next. So maybe the next one will be more exciting. Um, but Julian's was crazy though. Lots of, lots of revelations. Um, and also I finally watched Kingsglaive. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit more later. Uh, but in the meantime, I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't awful, but sorry, did you say something? (laughs) No, I belch and I apologize. Oh, (laughs) I only heard the sorry part. So I was like, what? Um, yeah, it wasn't awful. Um, it was a little boring. I mean, it's it has a lot of the same problems that Final Fantasy Advent Children has, um, where it's just like, this is happening. Um, this is happening. <laughs> it sure is that's how, exists. That's exactly how I would describe Final Fantasy Advent Children. This is happening. <laughs> uh, but one thing I want to talk about is that um, at one point the uh, Niflheim Empire- Emperor started talking, and I'm like, man, this guy sounds really familiar. It's driving me crazy, so I looked it up, and he was the voice of Oswald of Ker- of Kareem no. from Dark Souls, and also <laughs> the voice of Aldia in Dark Souls 2. No, so, that's so cool. I, yeah, it was weird. I, I definitely it. recognize him as Oswald, because Aldia's voice is so heavily distorted that you couldn't yeah. recognize him in anything else. But yeah, fun fact, in Kingsglaive, he plays the Emperor huh. for like five lines. And it sounds, <laughs> he sounds so much like Oswald, it's crazy. Once, once I read, like, Oswald of Cream, I'm like, oh, of course. Um, but that's, yeah, that voice, voice actor shenanigans. Um, and then also they released the New Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. That happened. It's been so long, I barely I, remember it. I, okay, <laughs> so much, okay, but also, did you see that meme, Kay, where that person was talking about, um... It was, I think it was on Twitter, where someone was talking about um, people getting angry at people who didn't play all the in-between games for Final Fantasy. I mean, <laughs> that not was Final me. Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts. 
uh, was that you? And then it was like, I cannot afford to buy like 50 fucking consoles. Yeah. Like just so. So if, so if this piece of information is only in Kingdom Hearts 360 degree kickflip into the sun for Atari 2600. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite version. Uh, also, you know, the 3DS, uh, 300 so something and a half days is, Division. Ac- is actually a uh, very good game, and I spent a That's summer a playing it with it. my brother, and I really actually enjoyed it, and it had some story, and I loved Xion. She was really good, I, even though she I was did a little not like that one. But other than that, it was good, and by the end, I was sad. I was emotional, so, and then I never you know played that... Dream Drop Distance, and I never finished Birth by Sleep. So you know, here we are. I have I have Birth by Sleep now, so I guess I should play that. I one. I have it on. So I made the mistake of being like, "Oh yeah, if I do Birth by Sleep, I'll play it on proud mode, so then I can get the special super secret ending instead of just watching it on YouTube." And then Fucking you're like, I regret bad this. move. Because uh, I forgot escort missions. I got to the first escort oh. mission, and I was like, "Nope, we're done playing this game." Sorry, Just boys. Watch it on YouTube <laughs> at that point. Yeah, like. and it didn't help any that uh, my PSP has a dead pixel in it, so I would get hyper fixated on that lone dead pixel and be like, "It's so but funny now to I me because PS3, so you know." Pro ZD, I guess that's how you say his uh, his handle. Did that video about watching the trailer for Kingdom Hearts three, and it's that it's that dude who shows up and he's like, Sora, don't you remember me? And Sora's like, I don't fucking remember you. And uh, <laughs> and, and Pro ZD is like. Yeah, Prozidi is like, who the fuck is this? And then it like flashes to something. It flashes to Woody, and he's like, hell yeah, because Woody's on the screen. Oh, Woody. <laughs> no, I but, yeah, I no, I saw Marluxia, and I'm like, aren't you supposed to be dead? He is. I love him. He's uh, my boy. God, I was mad. Just like, just why are we doing this now? How many of you are there? There's thirteen. Um, there's thirteen there's of them. 13. There's only one Marluxia, though. <laughs> There's 13! No! Yes! No, I am that person that hasn't played any of the Kingdom Hearts There's only 13, for, like... but for every one of them, no, there I was... No, I know how Organization 13 works, There's Nikki. A normal version of them. <laughs> that wasn't... That was the nobody version of Marluxia that died in Chain of Memories. Yeah. Um, so I played Kingdom Hearts 1, Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 2, and a little bit of um, Division. And... Mm. So I'm that person that hasn't played any of the spinoff games and is going into three like, what the fuck is going on? Um, That's me, too. And someone someone on YouTube... I mean, you don't really need it to enjoy the game, either. No, probably not. But it is going to be confusing. But also, somebody on YouTube made this video where where they explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts, but instead of saying names or anything, they say this guy or that girl or, like, this dude (laughs) and this thing and that thing. And, like, I watch the entire, like, 15-minute video, and then I'm just like, I feel like I'm more confused about the plot of Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't help at all. (laughs) I feel like I was always confused about the plot of Kingdom Hearts as I was playing it, but I just didn't give a shit. I mean, it might have been because I was young when the first one came out. Yeah, I think that might be the problem is that now I'm older, so I'm like, hold on. Yeah, like, you care? (laughs) You're like, what the fuck is the plot of this game? (laughs) 
And, uh, um, fucking, I'm sad that they got rid of Riku's mullet. Like, I like his new hair, though. His new hair. I do. I don't like his shorts at all. He looks a lot like Yeah, he does look. He's just Noctis. He looks exactly like Noctis now. (laughs) That's why I kind of miss his mullet. Maybe, maybe we, maybe they could have just put put his mullet into a ponytail or something. So that when he turned around, it was like, surprise! He looks like fucking Solid Snake. With his giant car key blade. His car key. (laughs) He has a Honda car key as his blade. (laughs) I just have so many questions about why they decided they were going to put him in that ugly ass picnic basket fucking outfit. It's pretty bad. Even for Square Enix standards, it's pretty bad. Like, it's just mean. Don't. Riku has been through a lot. And then you're going to put him in, like, the fucking ugliest outfit. (laughs) Anyway. Sorry, that's salt. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that later. Um, But yeah, that's I mean that's it. The the Kingdom Hearts three trailer dropped again. It seems like it's mostly Pixar worlds. That's a thing, I guess. We'll see how that turns out. And that's my pre salt. Uh, I haven't even watched the trailer. I've just seen screenshots (laughs) on Twitter. Don't know her. Yeah, as you said, Kingdom Hearts three trailer. Oops, don't know her. Yeah, so, uh, like, I've been waiting so long for Kingdom Hearts. So, 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 so long that now I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. You know what? I feel you. I'm kind of Like, the that's same what way. happened with Persona 5. Eh. Like, I ha- I'm having a very hard time getting back into Persona 5 because by the time it hit, I was just kind of over it. And yeah. It's, it makes me sad because... Like, Kingdom Hearts has been such a huge part of my life, and then... But, you know, you know, that's what fucking happens when it takes ten years to make a game. Exactly, and now Looking it's Looking at you, like, Final Fantasy fifteen. I was kind of sad. Like, yeah, fifteen. I was so hyped for. And then I was like, eh. I was really hyped for, uh, 12, and it took forever to come out, and when it finally came out, I was really lukewarm about it. So... Yeah, Final Fantasy has a long precedent of this kind of issue as yeah, well. Yeah, which is just really depressing. Um... Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, I I really want to be excited. Maybe if I watch the trailer, I will be. But at the same time, I haven't played But at the same time, maybe you won't be, because it looks kind of weird. Yeah, like, I just... (laughs) Oh, my boy, I have some stuff to to talk about when it... We will get to that. It's making me sad, boys, okay? Because every ten years, you have to make a sacrifice to the... What? (laughs) We'll talk about it. What? Okay. Well, stay tuned. I'll talk other, about it. Other later. than that, um, so I picked up Warrior in Final Fantasy fourteen because we put together a raid static, which is I think I kind of explained that. It's where you get a group of people and you you know you get together every week and take on the super hard level content, and the idea is that you you clear it with the same people. So uh, if no one's cleared the content for that week, um, what the? you um, fuck, you get two chests. I was trying. I'm like sitting here trying to count. I'm like, what? Nikki can't count, you guys. Um, this has been established. Yeah, I'm just you know <laughs> reminding everyone that I cannot fucking count. Uh, so you get two chests if no one's cleared. If someone in the party has cleared, you get one chest. So it's ideal that you get two so everyone can get their stuff. And if it's people that you know, you know, you can be like, okay, well, we're all going to pass on this because our samurai needs this cool new sword. That sort of thing. And it's pretty cool. So I switched to warrior because this new friend that 
a mutual friend introduced us all to. She played Paladin, and it was very neat and cool, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love Warrior. I'm a better Warrior than I was Paladin. Like, I think Warrior feels amazing. I love playing Warrior. It's super, super fun. It makes me have to think on my feet. I don't have as many cooldowns, so, like, things hit hard, and I'm delicate. It's very good. I love it. It's delicious. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, my friends say I'm a better warrior than I am paladin, which was really nice. I was like, aw, thanks. Thanks, you guys. Like, I like being paladin, but also thanks for saying I'm doing really well at this class that I picked up and ground out to 70 in, like, a week and had to learn the whole, like, top-tier way of playing it in two days. So, yeah. I'm feeling good. I like Warrior. Warrior's fun. Woo! That's my pre-salt. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> sorry. There's one more. Breaking um, news. Beep, 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 beep. It snowed yesterday. It's been really nice. It snowed here, too, over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, it might. Utah's like, oh, shit, I forgot. It's winter. Apparently, it's <laughs> snowed in Cali, too. Oh, my God. It was just 70 here. Like, I was outside. It it was almost 80 here. I was outside in a t-shirt and shorts just last week, and then the weather was like, fuck you. And, <laughs> and it just got so No, on cold. Saturday, it was 62 degrees, and then the, on Sunday, it got cold and snowed overnight, and then yesterday, it was like 19 degrees. I'm just like, what is this fresh bullshit? Yeah, and you know what? I know people are going to be like, oh, you eat Californian. I don't fucking give a shit, okay? (laughs) Because y'all can't survive our summers. Every time people come here and you're like, oh, it's so hot here. And you're like, I will die. And so fuck you. I don't give a shit, as uh, as 80s Rio says. Um, The the superior Rio. The superior Rio, for sure. Um, Yeah. So I did like that Shit. conversation we had where you were like, my fingers are turning blue. What do I do? And I'm like, gloves. I didn't have any gloves. I was at, cl- <laughs> so here's a funny story. The, the heater broke at our school and I was sit, I was in class and it was like, it was actually 20 degrees Fahrenheit probably inside oh, the room because I think the air rough. was on because it was cold outside, but it didn't feel that cold outside, but we were in the room, we were all freezing, and we were looking at rock samples, so it wasn't even like I could put my hands away, you know, we were, like, looking at rock samples Mm -hmm. and minerals and, like, figuring out which one is which, and I needed to use my hands for that, so I was cold, but our teacher had gloves on that little bitch, um, he, (laughs) he had gloves on. Well, couldn't you have worn I didn't know, I didn't know that the air conditioning was going to be, I mean, the heater was going to be broken in the classroom, and it wasn't that cold outside, it felt like, I don't know, like, 30 degrees doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like anything to me, but I didn't have gloves on my person, it's never that cold in California, so, Mm -hmm. it was just weird, I, like, usually... See, Utah winter, winter is so unpredictable that I usually keep a pair of gloves in my pockets of, like, all my coats, just in case. Yeah. So that's why I was, like, uh, gloves. I think if you live in a place where it sometimes (laughs) snows, like, that's a pretty good plan. But it's not supposed to snow where I live. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm at sea level, my guys. Um, (laughs) but... Yeah, so... I'm sorry, I interrupted your pre-salt, Nikki. Uh, no, that was it. It was the snow. Oh, okay. The snow was the entirety of it, so... Um... Hell yeah. Snow. I got Zarya's barbarian skin, as I've talked about. 
Ooh, baby. Her barbarian skin is so good. Like, I just opened up my fucking loot box, and I was like, I don't even play Zarya, but I'm equipping this right the fuck now. Just, I just time to change that. It, like, turn her, you know how you can, like, rotate her around? So I'm, like, rotating and, like, look at those thighs. Look at the oons, 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 oons. Look at the thighs. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Sorry, I just Googled it. Yeah, isn't it good? Her barbarian skin is so good. Um, it's good. So... I, but I tried to play Zarya. <laughs> I'm an awful Zarya. I don't even know what I'm doing. No. My whole team was just like, they're trying to be nice. Um, but it was like, I mean, I was only playing her in quick play because I'm not a jackass and like go to comp and play a character I've never played before. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was pretty funny. She's still, she's still hot as fuck though. Um, I also saw. Black Panther, uh, Jake, if we could get some large cat noises up in here. Um, oh my god. <laughs> just from Metal Gear. Are my cat noises not good enough? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, put, like, yeah. some echo on it. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, meow. So, meow. I went, meow. then, yeah. T- yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get your? No. Do you? Are you looking to get spanked? Is that what's no. happening here? <laughs> no. Thank you. No. <laughs> anyway, children, please. Um. So I was. Okay, Nikki won't stop meowing during my fucking speech. <laughs> Nikki, I'm going to kick you from the Discord channel. <laughs> Don't make me turn this car around. (laughs) Fucking try me, bitch. Anyway, I went to go see Black Panther (laughs) on the night it came out. Um, And it was so hype because it was opening night and everybody was, like, really excited to be there. Uh, So, like, the whole theater was just alive and happy and, like, having a good time. And that, like, yeah, basically, having a good time. And, uh, so, obviously, like, that reflected back at me, and I was also having a good time. Probably, I will say this, best superhero film I have ever had the pleasure of viewing with my eyeballs. Um. Hell yeah! Yeah. I think part of it is, for me, as I've talked about before, there are a lot of people now who are like, oh, can you take the activism out of, uh, comics and take like the real actual world issues out of comics and i'm like comics were and it's like sorry born. i can't hear you over the sound of ad- of all the activism in these comics yeah like comics were born <laughs> out of issues you know what i'm saying great depression bore superman world war ii bore captain america like why is this any different you know what i'm saying um, I think it was an absolute. This time, it makes it hurts their feelings. It makes them feel bad. It hurts That's them. It, it hurts their feelings to think about how you know we're sometimes assholes. Um, <laughs> it. I think it was a. I am become uncomfortable when things. It's not about. <laughs> Basically, nail on the head right there, Nikki. You got it. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend. There are a lot of. Um, people still crowdfunding to send kids um, from predominantly African-American areas to go see Black Panther um, free of charge. So if you want to go ahead and find some of those GoFundMes, they're out and about still. Um, I know I retweeted one. I didn't have much money to give, but like, you know, 
anything helps, I'm sure. So anything that pushes you towards the goal. Um, I just think that it's an excellent film. I think it's an excellent film as a film, um, separate from it being related to comic books. I think it, it's been so long since I've seen a comic book film that's actually a good film that everybody's going to hate me now. Um, <laughs> that's actually just a great film that's thinking about things. I know uh, um, Jeremy reblogged um, a video I had watched too, the Vanity Fair video um, with the director talking about all the different elements of a certain scene and how much they thought about color story and how much they thought about individual character motivations and how those affect things from their personality down to their fighting style. Um and I think there was so much love and effort put into this film, and it really shows when you watch it. And that you can have a film that handles complex interpersonal issues between, I don't know how to, but in between, in, uh, between characters that are like universal, such as like looking at your family and what they've done and admiring them, but then sometimes learning something about people you admire that you wish you didn't know, but for, and having to decide whether you're going to take that path or create your own path. Like that's a very universal hero's journey. And they really offered that for T'Challa, but they also talked about real modern issues in terms of Pan-Africanism and, as well as uh, the as well as civil rights issues, and not just America, but other countries, um, with using Eric as a way to bring those issues out for everyone to see. Um, and it, it, there's a really interesting article written about uh, Eric Killmonger from um, uh, from the Atlantic. I didn't retweet it or reblog it because uh, there's it's heavy, heavy spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, um, it's probably not the time <laughs> to read it. You should probably see it f- uh, first because it's hard to talk about Eric's character without spoiling the film. Um, mm. But yeah, and I don't want to do that here too. That's why I'm being incredibly vague. <laughs> um, but I think the soundtrack only lent itself to that as well. If you haven't listened to the Black Panther soundtrack, go ahead and give it a listen. Um, I think it brings about a lot of the social issues, especially in regards to the U.S. and how systematic racism works in the U.S. and how um, alienated some people feel from both the U.S. and yet also um, when, (laughs) when white people are like, you should go back to Africa, but like at this point, they're so dis- they've never lived in Africa. Yeah, they've never lived in Africa. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and so so much complex stuff that I don't really feel qualified to talk about as a white person. But definitely um, there are bloggers out there um, who are talking about it, who are definitely more qualified than I uh, to talk about it. So um, definitely look that up. There's some great stuff going on, some great content coming out of the film as well. Um I also want to take a quick moment to talk about how if this fucking costuming doesn't win an award, I'm going to flip a fucking table because the amount of research that went into the costumes, the amount of detail in the costumes, there wasn't a moment in that film where I wasn't like, these costumes are outstanding. And I haven't seen the film yet, but from like stills and and gifts and such that I've seen, they're so good. And then just reading about how it was two women who were in charge of costuming, how they went about 
doing the amount of research they did so that so Wakanda is like one civilization but it's made up of multiple tribes you know so like it's a country with multiple tribes in it which I think was really interesting but each tribe has its own um style as well that's based on actual um tribes and histories from different countries in Africa and taking inspiration from those uh especially pre-colonial history so I think that the amount of work that went into it as far as research and then the amount of like work that you just see visible and the amount of innovation that went into the costuming because I know that's one of the things the director talked about is tradition versus innovation and I think the costumes are a perfect example of that because you see a ton of tradition but you also see a lot of innovation um you see like a society that has been able to grow within itself without influence and what that would look like um which I think is a super fascinating thing because a lot of these societies didn't get to grow without colonial influence. So it's interesting to give a hypothesis on what that would look like. And that's another thing I like about it is everything designed in this film has its own feel and it doesn't necessarily feel like anywhere that we know in the Western world currently. But yeah, it was gorgeous. The whole thing worked together. Make sure you stay through both sets of credits because there is... There's two end credit scenes, as we all have come to love and hate from Marvel. I don't remember which movie was the first movie to do it, but fuck them. Because um, I'm tired of sitting through credits. Uh, it felt like they went on forever, too. They always do. They always do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, please, you know, one of the things I also really liked was um, how they switched up M'Baku's character. So he had the unfortunate name in the Marvel Universe of Man-Ape, which has a ton of... Oh, no. Yeah. ton of oh, no. <laughs> racist and problematic <laughs> uh, content. Yeah. Um, and context. So they were like, uh, we're not doing that. And totally recreated his character. And I love him. I love him so much. Like, I just totally... St- Steen, scene, Steen, scene stealer. <laughs> He's a scene stealer. So definitely look out for my my boy, um, Mbaku, and uh, as well as Shuri being absolute joy. Uh, meme lord, roast the shit out of her brother. You'll love her. But yeah, I, I don't. I I can't talk anymore about this film without like spoiling it. So I will say no more. Just go see it. Um, after a while, I'm sure I'll talk about some other stuff in the film when, like, I'm sure more people have seen it, you know, more of our listeners and my fellow podcast mates have seen it. Um, I'll definitely probably go more into detail as far as what I enjoyed about the writing. Um, but yeah, I mean, excellent, excellent film. And it really gave me hope for comic book as a person who loves comic books dearly as a person who did who for my senior project did basically (laughs) a history of comics and their cultural social effect uh and the reflection of our culture and social issues i absolutely loved this film so go ahead and check it out if you haven't seen it already i don't know if i have any more pre-salt um because i just talked about all my points i think yeah Oh, also, shout out to the person who decided it was going to be a great idea to color code 
the Black Panther suits so that when two dudes wearing entirely black suits from head to toe were fighting in a badly lit cave, we could still tell what team was which team because you like lit up T'Challa's costume purple and lit up Eric's gold. Bless you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Someone in the boardroom was going to be like, no one's going to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> no one's going to know what the fuck is going on if we don't, like, fucking do something. Gotta, I'm so tired. Take some colors. I'm so tired of, like, movies, like, spy movies and shit where two people are fighting in a dark room wearing all black and you're like, what, what am I to do with this? Yeah. What, how, I like, I understand why it makes sense, like, in the film, but I can't see anything that is happening right now. Um... It, it was just a, it was just a great fucking idea. It was just fucking genius. Uh, there's also like some parts where like because of stuff that happens to Eric's suit, it kind of looks like a leopard, like leopard print, a little bit more than a Black Panther, which I thought was super cool. Um, and all the shout out to all the Black Panthers in the trees reminded me of my sweet kitty Luna. I love seeing all these black cat cosplays where people are putting the, like, necklace on their cat and their cat sitting still for it. And I'm like, if I did that shit to Luna, my hand would just be ripped apart, you know? Harvey wouldn't bite me, but she would not sit still for a photo. Yeah. I. Why do you think almost all the pictures I take of her and post to Twitter of her sleeping? Otherwise, <laughs> she won't sit still. <laughs> I, they, put, they put little beans on... T'Challa's like gloves, cat beans. I saw that. Beans. His 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 shoes too. Yeah, his shoes. His uh his sneakers as uh <laughs> as his sister Shuri named them. Um, yeah, again, somebody looked at a cat and was like, "Feet, feet." <laughs> we got to do something with this. Feet, 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 Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that vine where the guy's like, "Feet, feet, 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 feet," and he goes up to this cougar and touches her feet, and it goes, <laughs> like it honks at him. <laughs> I think I remember that. and he touches the paw pads, but it's like it's probably like that. I like to think of big cats making like awkward noises. It's like how our they do sometimes. I love how state or state or state bird our our national bird is an eagle, and the sound they always use for an eagle in like promo videos is actually a hawk because because they yeah. don't sound very majestic. Yeah, eagles sound like Those idiots. Sound like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I got in like a kind of a weird rabbit hole on, t- on YouTube of, like, <laughs> videos of big cats and, like, cheetahs purr and chirp and make all kinds mm-hmm. of odd noises and that I wouldn't expect cheetahs to make. Big cats and also it- love boxes. Like, if you... Yeah. It's not yeah. just, like, your house cat. If you give a lion or, like, um, they do... They've done Tigers it. like to sit in boxes. Yep. So do, like, leopards and, like, if you give them a box, they will... If I fits, I sits. And, uh, servals like to chase laser pointers. Yeah. I love learning shit about cats. I'm sorry. I I think that's, I mean, like, I get, like, the Black Panther thing has another history entirely in the Black Panther movement. Um, Also, by the way, when you live in NorCal and uh, (laughs) the word Oakland comes up on the screen, every single person in the theater goes, (laughs) and gets pumped as hell. So I think part of it, too, is, like, Shit never happens in 
Oakland. It's always in fucking San Francisco. And I'm always like, nobody fucking. I mean, I feel like people are kind of like that with, especially for people whose cities aren't usually featured in movies. If your city comes up in a movie or a video game or whatever, you're like, hey, Salt Lake City turns up in a whole lot of post-apocalyptic video games. But I was still like, hey, I think, too, like, (laughs) I mean, Oakland, Oakland's becoming really gentrified now. Like, it's definitely changed. But, um. It's still, it's still a cultural epicenter, and I I think it's nice to see it represented in a film and talking about some of the issues that like people in Oakland actually experience. Um, but I, I am also sad that to say that Oakland is also experiencing a lot of gentrification, which is. I hate when people are like, oh, we're going to help a community. But what they really mean is we're going to put giant ass businesses that like eat, eat away at all the small businesses and And jack up the cost of living. Yeah. So that people can't live there anymore. Yeah. Um, But outside of that, yeah, I just thought it was pretty, it was cute that everybody in the theater like yelled out at once Uh, because NorCal, (laughs) not super NorCal. Could you imagine people in Eureka I don't even, I can't even fucking find Eureka on a, that's not true, I know where Eureka, California is. <laughs> it's called, that's our state motto, I'll never forget once in the sixth grade, um, the teacher was like, does anybody know our state motto, and this kid was like, click it or tick it. <laughs> they say that here too. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's Eureka. <laughs> What is a Utah state motto? I don't know. <laughs> Does Washington even have a this state This is the motto? place, maybe? Hold on, we're about to find out. We got apples. <laughs> we got apples. How do you like them apples? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Washington state motto um, is buy and buy, is alky, buy and buy, an Indian word Apparently, which means buy and buy. Utah's is dumb, it's just industry. It's like the word industry. industry. Ours is because of the gold rush, so that makes sense. Ours is because bees. 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 I'm sorry. Because Utah's the beehive state. You guys are the beehive state. That's cute. I thought you were the salt state. <laughs> the salt flats and the salt lake. Like I just. We should be the salt state, the but no, salt. it's the beehive state. Uh. What the fuck is Washington again? Aren't you guys, like, a green state or something? Yeah. You guys are are green state, I think. We're learning something. The evergreen state. The evergreen. You almost had it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my pre-salt. Sorry, Nikki. I know you have to get to bed early when I'm over here talking about <laughs> state mottos. Um, well, I guess then we can move into salt. I guess... I should add first matter of salt is that like when, when will discord allow Jake to come back from the war <laughs> discord, please. <laughs> right. When you said, when will Jake come back from the war on my end of the discord? It was like, <laughs> discord knows. <laughs> it's like, first of yeah, all, Jake okay. couldn't make it because discord issues. But, um, other than that, um, pleather is awful. Don't use it. Yeah. Um, I was having a lot of trouble with Fang's boots where uh, hot glue wasn't really sticking to it, so I had to sew everything by hand, and then kind of like, I used rubber cement to attach the loops to the 
boots, and hopefully that'll hold. It seems to be holding so far, but, um, yeah, pleather socks, don't use it. Ever. At all. Um, unsurprisingly, I had some issues with King's Life. <laughs> <laughs> so, the beginning of the game doesn't make sense if you haven't watched King's Glaive, but King's Glaive doesn't make any fucking sense if you haven't played the beginning of the game. So, wh- what am I to do? <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to play the beginning of the game and watch King's Glaive at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You need it all. I guess. Like, it's... It's crazy. Um, just... Like, st- stuff like Luna's role not really being adequately described in King's Glaive. They just kind of say that she's super important and it's her destiny and blah, blah, blah. But what, what does that mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Play the fucking game and find out, I guess. Um, just. And there wasn't really all that much in it that was actually necessary to know for Final Fantasy XV other than what happens when the city gets turned into ash. And, um,. You know, that's another thing. Is I talked about this with Jake off the uh, podcast, but um, in the game, the line that they use is that this, the crown city has fallen, but that's putting it really gently, now that, especially now that I've actually seen King's Glaive. They, like, level Crown City. There is nothing left of Crown City Listen, after that movie. they don't over. want you to feel <laughs> that bad. They want you to feel like there's still hope in the world, so they're like, they, they, it's, it's, a, it's they, fallen, but, you know... They definitely wanted it to be bad um <laughs> but because <laughs> they go out of their way to mention like yeah the king's dead and everything's awful but i i feel like it's more a matter of the people who worked on Kingsclave and the people who worked on the game were different teams and they didn't really communicate all that well because there there are a couple of other things that i can't really think of specifics that make me think that as well but just ugh. um and then the other I guess, important bit of information is that uh, the whole plot conceit at the beginning of the game where Noctis is driving to Altisha to meet Lunafreya to get married was Arden's idea. So he orchestrated the whole thing. Good to know, I guess, seeing as he's the main villain of the game. Um, other than that, it's like all, all the characters in that in that movie that are at all important to that movie die before the game happens. So it's like, well... Um, yeah, it's not great. It's again, it has a lot of the same problems that Final Fantasy VII Advent Children had, where it's like if you haven't played the game, you're not going to understand it, and you're probably not going to really care about it that much. Um, but it's also not that great for people who have played the game. So, uh, you're giant kind action of just sequence like, at the did end. I need, like, I was told that Final Fantasy Advent Children would answer my questions, but in but it just raised oh, no. further questions. It just raised further questions. <laughs> <laughs> and Kingsglaive was kind of the same way. Like I was, this was supposed to make fifteen make sense, but now I just have more questions, <laughs> and I have exactly one answer to a question that I never asked, which is <laughs> whose idea was the marriage? I didn't really care, but now I know whose idea it was. I guess that's kind of cool. Um, and also all the characters look pretty radically different in the movie than they do in the game because there's different face capture. I talked about this a little bit. The king is played by Sean Bean in the movie, but not in the game, so he looks pretty different, sounds a little bit different. Um, Luna Freya is basically unrecognizable as in uh, between counterparts in Kingsglaive and the game. In the movie, she looks like uh, Cersei Lannister. That's like, so weird. 
it's yeah, it's really weird. Um, I don't really know why they decided to do that. It seems strange that they wouldn't just use the same models, but whatever. I mean, some of the characters look the same. The emperor looks the same. Mm. I guess they didn't get a famous enough voice actor for that one. Right. It was just Aldia from Dark Souls Two. <laughs> She's still pretty rad. And then, oh yeah, people look uh, whiter. <laughs> Well, that's that's the only way I mean, they 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 Caucasianified them a little bit. I mean, like Final Fantasy characters are usually vaguely Asian. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like they're definitely not white. Um, but like I'm looking through the Kingsglaive images, and it's like, oh, they just look like the Caucasian people they hired yeah. to do this. Yeah, well, I mean, like, pull up, Luna's the best example. If you pull up a picture of Luna Freya in King's Glaive and a picture of Luna Freya in the game, they are unrecognizable as the same character. Yeah. Like, um, and then, like, do you guys care at all about spoilers for the game? I have none care. Neither no do cares. I. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, well, if anybody cares, you might want to skip ahead a couple of minutes, but the game is over a year old at this point. So, I know Jake's played it, um... But the game's kind of falling apart at this point in the story. Um, I did advance the story a little bit. And first off was the battle with Leviathan, which was just a disaster. I kept clipping inside of Leviathan and, like, zipping across the screen by accident. I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Um this is the part of the game where it be, where the sexism in the game gets to be a little bit more apparent because it's like, oops, Luna Freya's destiny was to die. That was her entire role in this game was to just die for Noctis. And it's like, great. Awesome. That's what I want in my games. I don't know what like I was expecting. a video game version of women in refrigerators? Like... Why not just use women in refrigerators? That's true. Uh, for any of you who don't know, there was a list made, um, and it was called "Women in Refrigerators," which were all the women. Well, it was named. It was named for a specific moment in Green Lantern yeah. where I think Hal Jordan's girlfriend girlfriend was, was up cut and... up and shoved into a refrigerator. Yeah. So um, it's basically any time in a comic book that a woman died to further a man's plot, and it was an extensive list, and it's getting better. But I would like that for video games as well. Yeah, because let's get the let's get the um, women in refrigerators video games edition list going because uh, this one's going on it for sure. Yeah, um, it was pretty pretty egregious. Um, but so that's that scene happens. There's this whole emotional scene with Luna dying, um, and then Noctis wakes up, and Ignis is in the room. And he's got a sweet new pair of shades to cover up some scars over his eyes. And Noctis is like, what happened to you? And he says, don't worry about it. Find out what happens in Ign episode Ignis, available now on PSN. Another <laughs> obvious PSN <laughs> Spend more money and you too could know. Like, it's just painfully obvious where they fit in. Where the, the last time I brought this issue up, I made a joke about like, oh no, like... Can't wait for that moment where the game's like, oh no, Ignis fell off a cliff into the DLC. Well, it wasn't a cliff, it was a train. And it wasn't Ignis, it was Prompto. So, <laughs> I was partially right. Oh my god, um, are they taking lessons from EA now? Where they're like, you must pay $3 million to unlock this story. <laughs> well, it's $5 per episode, so at least it's not that bad. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just like where it's supposed to fit in, in the story, is so obvious and it's really poorly handled um the game 
is very much on rails at this point. Like it went from basically an open world game to actually you're quite literally on rails because you're in a train and you're going from town to town to town. Um, so that's nice. And uh, I was going to talk about another scene here, but I watched it on YouTube and it turns out that I was experiencing a glitch uh, that made the oh. scene get really weird. Um, Cause I, there's a moment where like you're on top of a train um, and that, that's where Prompto falls off the train into the DLC and Arden Pistol whips Noctis, but in my game there was no sound effect, so it looked like he just passed out for no reason. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? But there is supposed to be a sound effect there. It was just my game glitching. And then I posted a video in our Discord just now of a glitch. I got fight doing a uh, side mission where uh, the Quetzalcoatl is just bouncing up and down for no reason. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the game's just falling apart. It's so bad. It's just, the writing is especially really falling apart at this point. And I was kind of prepared for that because I was warned. They're like, yeah, once you get to chapter whatever, it just completely disintegrates. And that has so far been true. Um, it's just, it, I'm enjoying the game overall because the gameplay is fun and the dialogue between characters is fun. And it's got a really compelling villain and blah, blah, blah. But the story is a hot mess and it's just not a well-written game. Um, and I don't think that the next three chapters are going to change my mind on that. So, but we'll see. Maybe it'll pull together at the end. Doubt it, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll pull itself together at the end. And I, I think that's all I have. Um, yeah, that's my salt. Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm salty about my inability to make good choices after one in the morning. So, you know, there's that. Um, but more than that, I'm, I've just been really salty at my cat, Tegan. She's a sweet, precious angel child, and I love her so, so much. I love her so much. I love Tegan. I love her. I love Tegan. So much. But? I love her. Uh, she keeps chewing my headphones. She has ruined two see, pairs. Nikki, did you see that meme of, um... <laughs> The person that was like, I leave a bowl full of food for my cat all day, but then I leave one scrap of foam on the floor. And it was just like that image of Gordon yep. Ramsay being like, finally, some real fucking food. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but so like, I, she's been so good about not chewing my headphones and it's specifically my, um, my iPhone headphones that she killed. And, uh, I'd gotten up and I come back and she's sitting in my spot and my headphones are in her mouth. And I'm just like, Tegan, oh my god. And she, she looks at me and then frantically starts chewing harder. <laughs> That's cats for you. I love cats And so, so she much. did that. She ruined them completely. Like, I just chomped them in like five so different spots. Much. And she did this with my last pair of iPhone headphones. I'm picturing her with like that look that cats get in their eyes when they're running around the crazily at 3am. <laughs> where their <laughs> eyes are just all pupil. Just like, with, the, with the headphones in her mouth. Like, hey, I must consume... <laughs> I must consume the wire noodles. <laughs> it, it was just bad. It, so, and then she did the same. So then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll use my headphones that I take into work when I have to work in the production shop. And she, she chewed that one too. And it was another case of I come back and I had these ones on the table and she doesn't go on the table. And she was frantically chewing <laughs> on one of them. But luckily she didn't chew the main cord. She just chewed the right earbud and these are earbuds you should um you should and get like a little it clean off <laughs> i just off. like it's gone there's, there's, 
it, I've just got, like, this wire dangling. You should get a case that's just, like, a zip-up. Like, keep it like a pencil case and just jam your fucking headphones in there and, like, so, like, and zip it shut so she can't, she can't touchy. Right. But it's, like, only if she's been hanging out with me and I've been petting her and then I leave. Then she chews the headphones. So it's like, bitch, you fucking thought you were done with me. <laughs> How dare you? Well, yeah, you know, I'm so. just saying it's a good idea. It's, yeah, it's a good idea, definitely. So, just Tegan, Tiggy babe, why? Why you do me like this? I love you, but you're hurting me. You, you hurt me, and I don't like it. I just, I don't, I don't like you making, you making mama sad. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really salty. I'm salty about the snow not continuing to snow, so I get stuck at home. For a day, because I don't want to go to work. I hate my job. I would like a snow day. Yeah. We here in Utah don't believe in snow days. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you guys are hardcore. We are, but... Yeah, but it could be children. a full-on, like, dangerous-ass blizzard outside, and my boss would still be like, you still need to come to work, though. Listen, if it snowed where <laughs> I lived, people would just, like, one snowflake would fall, and people would start screaming and swerving off the road, and, like, the fucking, like, places would be on fire, and sirens would be everywhere, people would be like, what the fuck is going on? And it'd just be the, uh, beep, 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 beep. and it's, like, one snowflake. So that's that's my salt. Sorry, I'm boring. Uh, my salt is people. Okay, my first and foremost salt is I woke up this morning to the elevator filled with blood in The Shining, um, and a migraine. <laughs> so my migraines have started up again. For y'all who don't know, I was off my meds for a while. Started taking my meds again because yeah, I just should not be on psych meds, and I feel like crap again. So I'm concerned that it's my meds, which means I might have to change meds, which is just a complicated mess I don't want to deal with. Um, And also right now I have a migraine and cramps, so that's pretty good. I've taken two Excedrin, and I can't take any more Excedrin today or I'll exceed the, like, recommended dose. So that's shitty. Um, My other piece of salt is people who insist on playing Ana when they really shouldn't. And then my next piece of salt... <laughs> That's all there is to say about that. <laughs> ...is the fucking Monsters, Inc. Sora was a mistake, and you know it. It was a mistake. I've already... It's like it's some bad. fucking once-ler shit all over again. How am I gonna fucking live with these fucking furries coming out of the fucking closet to be like, Hey! It's- and Monster, Monster Goofy and Monster Donald... Also terrible. Also terrible, but at least I probably won't have to see porn of them. But who knows? Rule 34, right? Um, you never know. <laughs> now that I've said I probably won't have to see porn of them, it's probably going to People are going to send it to you directly. No! <laughs> <laughs> but I just know I'm going to see some fucking terrible Sora Monsters, Inc. porn, and I'm going to be so sad. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Yeah, my one of my cosplayer friends on Facebook was like, I, you know, I made a vow to myself to cosplay every version of Sora, but my dudes, I just can't. The no. Monsters Inc. Sora is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it looks like some. It looks like somebody. It looks like someone's fursona. Like it looks like somebody like created like a, a Monsters Inc. OC. <laughs> 
in 2006 because that's yes. like the element of like punk they went for they're like what if we like just created a monsters inc oc in someone 2006? who was way the fuck into final fantasy in 2006 <laughs> made a monsters inc oc and that's because they were like kingdom like. hearts is a cool game yeah it, it, I hate that fucking OC, and I also hate Riku's shorts. I'm sorry, Riku. <laughs> I fucking hate your shorts. I hate that his keyblade is a freaking Honda key, like he said. <laughs> it's I've so good. It. It's so I'm like losing my mind. I mean, they kind of keep up with the times, right? <laughs> like, I get where they were going for, where they're like, you know, they got it. They have all these keyblades, and to give them unique designs, maybe you could base them off of different kinds of keys. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's really only one kind of key that looks good, and that's a, like a skeleton key. <laughs> and so they're like, "Oh fuck! Wait, no, hold on. This car key is going to be dope, though. Um, I can't wait till there's not even like a key part. It's just a fucking frisbee shaped like those push to start car thing." <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, fucking hate Sora. I mean, Riku's out. Isn't that just the Tron world from Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, K is killing me today. Um, <laughs> and my last piece of salt. So you know, I'm on the old Tumblr, and there's been a lot of resurgence of Magneto love. Right? I understand because he's a good character. He's a good character, and uh. They keep posting all these, like, scenes from comics and stuff where he says, like, great shit. And then people are like, why is he the bad guy again? And because I, he murders people. I, he murders people. But <laughs> let me let me tell y'all why Magneto has always been kind of a confusing character for me. So if you didn't know, Magneto um, survived the Holocaust. He has fucking um, numbers on his arm. I think I talked about this in the Punching Nazis episode about why I think it's ridiculous that he would ever work with Hydra because Hydra was started during Nazi Germany and was part of the Nazi movement. And even though Marvel's trying to work away from that, I don't think you ever can. They can't. It's too late. Once you dirty something with Nazis, it's forever covered in Nazi. Um, yeah, put that on a t-shirt. He's <laughs> covered in that Nazi tank. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so he was in an internment camp, um, as most people know. And so he has a lot of great points about social issues in this world. Because he survived something horrendous. Also, he, he makes just good points in general. So, you know, all these comic panels where Magneto has a great point. I mean why else would Charles be friends with him even after all these years? Like Charles legitimately loves him. And uh, like, I, I think part of it is that he loves um, Magneto's ideals. I'll call him Magneto, even though his name is Eric, because it's going to get confusing because I already talked about a different Eric on the show. Um, because deep down in his heart, he actually fucking cares about human beings. Well, not human beings, specifically mutants, but we'll get to that point now. Uh, but I am also here to fucking remind (laughs) y'all that he, even though he talks about the ideals of, you know, acceptance as far as mutants and other, um, oppressed peoples go, but mostly mutants, he also 
fucking wants to murder people, and he also believes that mutants are homo superiors, are the superior master race. Doesn't that sound a little familiar? Which has always been confusing for me, because I'm like, okay, this guy survived a holocaust, like, a genocide, to then turn around and be like, you know what's a good plan? World domination via genocide. Um, (laughs) Genocide, that sounds War genocide, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So, never fucking forget that, you know... Good motive, still murder, bruh. Um, which Good motive, is, still murder. Which is why I hate all those, like, Magneto was right shirts. And then today Jeremy set, posted that picture. It was like, Magneto had some valid points. Absolutely true. <laughs> Magneto does have valid points. He still wants to murder a bunch of people, though. So just fucking remember that, okay? Um, Scott Summers is just terrible because he's terrible. But Magneto... <laughs> Is a whole Nobody likes true. Scott Summers. Nobody likes Scott. No, I know so many people who want to defend Scott Summers to me, and I'm like, Scott Summers is a punk That's ass bitch. He is terrible. He's a douchebag. I hate that, that kid. Guy. He's like the guy who pushes you into a locker in high school, and fucking everybody's like, <laughs> he is that guy. He is that guy. I'm pretty sure he's literally that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's literally that guy. And you know, and then he's like, then he for some reason went on the Magneto is right thing, but then even Magneto couldn't fucking stand him. Um <laughs> when like a master class homosexual Magneto is forced to deal with a douche straight dude Scott Summers, he's like, I have made a mistake. Um <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, take him back, X-Men. Take him back. I don't want this. So, just a little reminder. I don't want your garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little reminder about why Magneto is a villain. It doesn't mean he doesn't make valid points, but we just we just need to learn as human beings to look at the whole picture when we analyze stuff because a lot of times we like narrow in on one thing, and then that becomes the thing we focus on. This is such, like, a vague thing to talk about, but I do want to talk about looking at the whole picture, because I think it's part of all of even bigger issues in this world, is we look at ourselves, and we look at the immediate facts, and we don't look at everything affecting them externally. So that's my big Magneto. I hope you guys weren't hoping for, like, a really long spiel about Magneto. I do I do love talking about Magneto, though, so if you want to talk about my great my great gay grandfather um the ma- master class gay uh with fucking you know how like mutants have those like power delineations but they don't make any sense like you can be an alpha or a beta mutant but nobody really knows what that means except for the alpha mutants are like super powerful and they never bother no no jesse i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what you <laughs> Well, guess what? <laughs> um, mutants have classes, <laughs> and uh, alpha mutants are usually mutants that have like powers that are really good. I don't understand who really classifies these people, to be honest with you, because like they're classified by their ability to be violent, like their ability to survive kind of in a fight. Someone will probably argue with me about this, but it's kind of like. Is your power useful in some kind of, like, violent situation? Yes? No? Then, like, um, if it is, then you're an alpha class uh, fucking mutant. Um, Beta classes are less powerful, but still important. You know, the whole, the whole, like, 
spiel. I, but I'm I just know. saying that if there's a guy who can untangle your headphones by just touching them, he's a super useful human being. Okay, and we don't need <laughs> that to. Sounds like, that sounds less like a like a mute and like an X Men style mutant superpower, and more like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style stand power. <laughs> It's so funny to me because there are mutants that have powers like this guy can turn broccoli into a piece of string. Like, I mean, technically, why? (laughs) Just because. Because. Well, that's the thing is that's why there's classes because their powers do. I think their classes should be based on like what kind of power they have, but. Who the fuck knows who made this system? Jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is all about that, like, extremely specific superpower. Now see how useful it is in a fight. Yeah. Kind of thing. And So that's what made me think of it, was just, like, unta- untangling someone's <laughs> headphones is probably, like, a somebody's stand power in JoJo. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny to me. Um, I get, I'm so glad I got to bring this information for to the forefront <laughs> to talk about how fucked up the mutant power class system is. It's one of those things they mentioned in passing that you don't really think about. And it reminds me of how the star dates in Star Trek had to be, like, retconned later to make them make sense. Because Gene Roddenberry was basically like... Eh, well, just making up numbers. Yeah, yeah, just making up numbers. Yeah, but now they actually they later on they were just like, no, it's like the date, time, etc. It's just like, well, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. But okay, <laughs> yeah. So if you if you want to be even more confused about mutants, check out their uh, power classes because that's a thing that exists that I don't like to think about often. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my spiel about Magneto. If you. If you want to talk more about comics with me, you know, I'm here to talk about comics. I do love comic books, which I think is something that people know. I do. Um, I like going to Gabby's with you because you're so excited to be there. Because I just talk nonstop. Yeah, it's like, then we look at comics and you're like, oh, look at this comic. This This is is one of my favorite chapters. This is my favorite. Yeah. That's really good. And I also... Uh, even though I do like comics, I do want to say people who fucking gatekeep shit, like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to see Black Panther and you didn't even read the comics. I'm like, fuck so you. Fuck fucking off. what? Like, so fucking what? Nobody fucking cares. It is the year 2018. Like, that movie wasn't made for people who read the comics. It was made for everybody. Like, if I... I think my favorite... Sorry. I think I'm my sorry. favorite nerd gatekeeping was that one picture on, uh... Tumblr or somebody was like, oh, this fake geek girl probably hasn't even seen Star Wars. And was like, first of all, her shirt says Stop Wars. Second of all, that's Natalie Portman. She was she in was Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we have a fake nerd alert over here. Oh, God, it's so funny. I remember when I, uh, I remember when I used to care a lot um, when I was in, when I first started reading comics, it still wasn't like, I mean, it's, it's still a shaky place but like there were just there are just no women around me who read comics it was just me and I would walk into comic book stores and it would just be like predominantly men and all men working there um and it was a very intimidating fucking community and I uh I remember the first year I went to comic con and someone was asking about um so they were asking the DC creators because it was during the new 52 about uh characters of color as well as characters with different sexual orientations and he asks this fucking question and everybody in the audience started booing and like 
that is a totally different vibe now. But you just saw that video on YouTube or something. Oh, or well, if you did, I was there, <laughs> and I was super. Maybe I saw a similar incident. I feel like I've heard something like this. Yeah, a million years ago. It was super intimidating and super alienating, um, which I don't want this. I don't want our community to be for people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. I want people to be able to jump in and have fun because, like, it's fucking comic books, my guys. Uh, so when I was younger, I used to have read up on a ton of shit about comics, which is how I started like getting into comics, but, uh, (coughs) did a ton of research because there would be times when people would straight up tell me I didn't know about comic books. Right. And like, especially it happened to me in college when I went to the school in Washington and I had to turn around to give a dude an entire history of, um, Aquaman before he would fucking let me like sit down and join this conversation about comic books. Stupid. And now I don't even care. I'm just like, well, if you don't want me here, I'm fucking leaving because you're a piece of shit. Like, Yeah. Um, Fuck off. But it's nice to see, like, now I see a lot more places where, you know, there's women working in comic book stores. And I just I just want it to be a place that um, I know there's a couple of stores that do LGBTQ nights as well, um, where LGBTQ creators come in and talk about their work and stuff. I just think it's important to expand and let people in rather than fucking gatekeep and keep people out. Just let people come enjoy stuff. Like why wouldn't you want more people to talk about this stuff with? Let people enjoy things. Let people enjoy things. 2K18. Mm-hmm. Let people enjoy things. Let's all go to the lobby. 2K18. I finished. And on that PSA. Let's move on to some important songs. My best here. You're doing a good job. Thanks. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Important salt. Something. <laughs> important salt. I'm ready. Lord, Lord of the Likes uh, at Night Twitten writes Fourth Day Salt. My girlfriend took me out to dinner for my birthday, and we were going to a super cool ramen bar. It sounded amazing. The website had the full menu up and everything. When we got there, we couldn't find it. We spent like half an hour looking for it and eventually gave up and called the place. A waitress came out of a nearby Korean restaurant, and it turns out that the ramen place had closed last Sunday and been replaced by this Korean restaurant. But they hadn't taken their website down, including the booking services. So it's been the better part of a week, and I'm still hungry for ramen. In Monster Hunter oh, News, the squad got just fixed. Yay! Yay! Oh my god, that was a fucking wild-ass ride, that ramen place. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, god. that does sound like a nightmare. It's so weird that there was nothing on their website that indicated that they had closed. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know how to use their website. Maybe they, they just abandoned maybe it. Maybe they didn't know how. And they already fired the person, like, they already let go of the person oh. who was in charge of the website. <laughs> oh no, wouldn't that be funny? But like, bad funny. Funny bad. We got more salt. Anyway, yeah, we got more salt. We got a lot. Uh, I can take this one, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you, you <laughs> take. Lot. You take out right. ninety-nine dexterity's <laughs> novel. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take his novel. I'm gonna. Frito I'm Boggins. Gonna Frito Boggins. Sorry, I have to situate myself. Crouching <laughs> this whole time, like sliding off the couch. So now I need to. Move my computer, get my mouse all situated. All right, here we 
go. This one's from our bud. Frito Baggins at 99 Dexterity. I'm angry, y'all. A local comic shop announced a Dragon Ball Fighter Z tournament, so I decided to get good at it. And I got pretty good. Well, a mere three hours before the tournament was supposed to start, the organizer abruptly canceled it and pushed it by pushed it back by two weeks. I, now upset, DM'd the guy and asked why it was postponed. His reasoning? He attended a fucking Super Smash Bros. <laughs> tournament and was too tired. Man, I've been dedicating a vast majority of my free time, including staying up till 3am all weekend, just to wake up at 7 and do it again, to get ready for this shit, on top of having classes all week. Think I'm not fucking tired? Also, you knew, we're going to, you, knew you were going to the Smash event. Why schedule a tournament the next day? Fuck you. I was positively livid, as I don't think... I'm in the majority for thinking canceling something day of hours beforehand because you're tired is poor business I kid. Yeah. Also, when you guys got to the worst game you've ever played section from last week, I was waiting for a sarcastic Dark Souls 2, and I was ready to defend. Also, happy Valentine's Day, and happy birthday to Jake's wife. I would never even joke about Dark Souls 2 being the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 is a treasure. Oh my god. And It is a perfectly fine game. I like it. I'm saddled up. My mic right now, my lips are touching it. So it's pro- I'm hoping it's really fucking distorted because right now my like recording software is like <sighs> Dark Souls 2 is better than Dark Souls. It's no. better. It's better. It's better, it's better than better. Dark Souls 3. No, it's not better than 3. It's better than 1. It's not better than 3. 3 is the the perfect I just licked my mic, and I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> okay. okay, moving on. I'm sorry about your tournament shit. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty bad, Jesse. Oh, you want me to take the next one? Oh, I'll, I can take no! the next one, too, Jesse. You're not feeling good. Fuck. I'm going to take this one. No! I'm taking it. Oh, okay. It's mine. Okay. Stop fighting I, children. Okay, I call, I call Jones, though. Yes, you get Jones. Thank you. I will take Adrian's, because he's my bud. So it's from Adrian Alvarez at Raynor1337, or as I like to say, Lead Hacksaw Man. Um, <laughs> hi, salty friends. A tiny bit of salt. Persona 5 is really good, and I should be able to talk to Kay about it and finish it before the anime starts in April. The anime Outside that, that I'm not going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, beat Mass Effect 2 and start on Mass Effect 3. Knowing how good Mass Effect 2 was and how Mass Effect 3 is holding up, Till the disappointing end, I get the feeling that the trilogy is like the Lost series. I'll let you guys know if my hypothesis is right when I finish it. Now on to the real salt. Goddamn Reapers on the galaxy map fucking sucks. They don't let you explore the systems, and they always get you if you don't get out on time. Also, catching Persona 5 is a narcissistic asshole. Nobody likes him. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> It was so cute to hear Kay say, damn right. That was I have really a friend good. who's, like, obsessed with Akechi, and she kept telling me that there was going to be a scene that redeemed him for me, and I got to the scene, and I was like, you're wrong, though. That didn't redeem him at all. <laughs> all right, Jesse. I think we got a shout-out. Um, so, Joan at Wrenchwitch, my favorite lady. And we're just going to, we're going to take a moment to just bask in the fact that Joan is speaking to us, honoring us. I'm doing, I'm doing praying She's graced us with her presence. Uh, (laughs) I'll have you both know, I talk to Joan like on the daily because, uh, I play Final Fantasy XIV with her. Oh my God. 
So, um, well, I'm sorry, but I don't like Final Fantasy XIV that much, so... Oh! That's fine, but you're all missing out. Because I got to play with Joan, and I get to hear her sweet, sweet voice all the time. Uh, okay, I'm just going to interrupt anyway. with Joan's <laughs> actual words that she sent into us. Uh, I, have, I have not at all salt. I super duper love my dumb doggo of a dude, Grant. He is so supportive. <laughs> Shut up, Nikki. He is so supportive and amazing and takes excellent care of my fragile ass. Happy birth anniversary. Birth anniversary. Birth anniversary. Day. Day. To my best friend and favorite person. Oh, Joan was really sick for a while. Took care of her. Listen. Grant's, Grant's a good dude. I love Grant. He's so nice, you guys. But like, we still haven't decided if you met Grant or an actor that Joan paid right. to play Grant. <laughs> right. So that, I don't know yet. So that Grant could but stay see, home. <laughs> but, see, but see, my friends met both of them because they went and visited them in their home. But did so. they, though? But did they? <laughs> this is a big... Is this a conspiracy, Joan? What is the truth? We need to know. I heard that... Um, that <laughs> the boil, Jesus Christ, I am coughing. Um, <laughs> I know. I heard that Grant, um, l- loves Kylo Ren as much as I do. So, Aww. you know, that always means that he has taste <laughs> because, you know, Kylo Ren is, okay, he has acquired taste because Kylo Ren as a character to enjoy is kind of like, have you ever had just like cream of tartare by itself? No, I can't say that I have. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just like once I put too much cream of tartare in my snickerdoodles and it was an experience, but you know, you kind of become addicted to it a little bit and that's exactly. I put too much in my snickerdoodles. (laughs) Anyway, happy birthday. Uh, can you say that for me, Nikki? Birthday, Versentine's uh, uh, Day. It's, yeah, you did it. Birth of Versentine's Birth of Versentine's Day. Birthday anniversary. To Grant from Joan. Happy birthday, Grant. A little well, late, because I, I think we got it. this last week, but that's Yes, okay. his birthday was over the weekend. So it's going to be even extra. It's going to be like the latest. Super late. It's okay. It's It'll fine. be like the anniversary of the anniversary. It's fine. Hear this. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's fine. And last one is from We're Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast at Ooh. We're Not Wizards, um, who says, "Can I pay Kay to tell people to fuck off for me, please?" Hey man, everyone has their price. Um, <laughs> worst game ever has to be Demon Souls. After having played all the other Souls games, it makes DS3 look like a masterclass. If you want my advice, play Lords of the Fallen, a much better FromSoft title, and all the other well-known games. Can we just talk about how Richard is just fucking throwing down a gauntlet right now? (laughs) He's just fucking trolling. I know. I love Richard. I feel like we're going to get attacked because of what Richard said. Like, I just... Uh, Let's just say now that 
Richard's thoughts and views <laughs> do not represent absolutely the thoughts and views of the podcast as a whole. 100%. Thoughts and views. Absolutely. No, shit. Thoughts and views absolutely. from imported views salt. of our listeners do, do not, not reflect the thoughts and views of the no, Salt Report podcast. This, this is the only thought and the only view. And it... Thank you, Richard, oh for this, because this is absolutely 100% the case. I fucking love Demon Souls Fight Me. Demon Souls is a trash heap, and I you will never ever play it. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I have Demon Souls, and I would like to play it. Oh my god. I, uh, get my shit figured out. I've never played Lords of the Fallen, so no comment. Yeah, I haven't either, but, you know, it is the greatest game of all time. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. See, you know, it's fun to say these things because I get reactions out of you like that. I think I think part of it too is that like the thoughts and views of each individual like host also don't don't reflect each other's thoughts and views necessarily. Right. Like we just come here and talk some shit for the sake of talking shit. But like right. also I think like there's a certain joy in freeing our opinions about stuff i mean that's really all we got here but at the end of the day as we always say enjoy what you enjoy you know unless it's stopping other people from enjoying Mm -hmm. stuff because that that just reminds me of don't kink shame me kink shaming is my kink (laughs) 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 that's my favorite advice (laughs) no i i just felt like i had to include this comment chain um (laughs) From the Twitter mentions, where uh, at the patches says, working theory, healing raid leaders are power bottoms. Discuss. (laughs) Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No. Wait. Raid, healing raid leaders? Are power bottoms. Like the leaders of the raid? No. Because uh, our raid mom is a healer, and she is a, she's she's a top. Well, if you're a power bottom, you're still kind of a top. I don't think she's probably. That's what topping from the bottom call. means. I can't I can't make that call. I'm not I'm not her, but Listen, I not, uh I would not here I am doing the fucking uh top bottom trigonometry that you learn <laughs> when you become a gay. Um, fan fiction expert Jesse. <laughs> God I have been I sending not, um, just so y'all know, just a fun fact at the end of the podcast, I have been sending my fellow podcast mates not only um lines horrendous lines from fan fiction that i've read but also because i love doing that but also wonderful fucking panels from uh bl and gl fucking um manga that i find online that i just think are so fabulous if you Mm -hmm. if you ever want to like remember what it's like to read manga like as a child just fucking like I forget about all the fucking interpersonal drama because I didn't really grow up with shoujo manga. Like I really grew up on shonen manga, and like there's a certain brand of drama, the interpersonal relationship drama that's just like what the fuck, what the fuck added with like sex and like this last particular one was particularly funny. I don't know if I said I didn't send it to the podcast, but basically it was this. It was from the same one about the guy who had the life crisis in the bathtub um, because he basically got a boner thinking about his friend in the bathtub, but he couldn't (laughs) say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why he rethought his identity in the bathtub. Um, 
in that same, or actually it was a different one, in a different one, they, for some reason, decided that they were going to draw the dicks with a different kind of line than the rest of the fucking body. So the dick has, like, a, like line art that's softer than the rest. Everything else is black ink, except for the dick, which is, like, I don't know what kind of ink there. It's, like, brown ink, almost. And it just looks like it's, in, like, all the dicks look like they're in soft focus for some reason, and it just kind of makes them look like emojis. It looks like someone made a dick emoji and then, like, like just moved it around and stuck it on to, like... It was, oh it was fucking God. high art. So if you, too, want to receive this kind of... <laughs> glorious artwork yeah just let me know because you too can enjoy the quality content that i send the salt report not all of it though there's some things only only my uh, salty friends for podcast host eyes only yeah Yeah. they have special privileges and by privileges i mean curses (laughs) it's 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 because we're friends yeah except for i i also send sometimes send uh our dad, but not our daddy, J.G. Greer. Our dad, <laughs> but not our daddy. Um, I also sometimes send him some horrific stuff I find on the internet, so, you know. Yeah. That's just you what gotta. it's like to be friends with Jesse at Filthy Wizard. <laughs> Fan fiction extraordinaire. <laughs> fan fiction expert. Even though it was only this year that I was brought out of fan fiction retirement, um, as far as writing, by Jake... Uh, when I wrote that lovely piece of fan fiction of him and Captain America. <laughs> but, I, you know, I kind of want to do another one inspired by the post where it was, like, Captain America's ass and someone, like, it the caption was in Russian, so I didn't even think about it when I sent it to him. But uh, Jake hit translate, and it is, like, American pastries. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, I, I think that's funny because I thought he was a damn, he has some cakes. So now I have to Probably- talk. Probably... The same kind of meaning. Yeah, absolutely the same kind of meaning. he has some cakes. Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely going to be writing something to do with Captain America's American pastries, so watch (laughs) out for that. Captain America's pastries. American pastries. Well, thanks for writing in, everybody. (laughs) And thanks for that thoughtful topic of conversation patches <laughs> I just knew I had to put it I had to put it in here because I was like oh this is going to be good <laughs> it, it was good it was well where can we good. find you guys on the internet yeah Jesse where can we find you you can find me at filthy wizard on twitter or you can find me as filthy magic user on tumblr I don't know why I said it in that voice. Nikki. What? Yeah, How about you? Just, you can find me at Lost Panda on Twitter. Or you can find me... You know what? I'm only on Twitter nowadays. That's where you can find me. Yay! Yay! Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch as Humanity Upgrade. And on Facebook, uh, I have a cosplay Facebook page that is rarely updated. Uh, Crowfeather Cosplay. Um, and you can find the, t- the Salt Report Twitter on at Podcast Salts. Uh, we're also on iTunes and on the saltreport.fireside.fm. As Nikki, your outro is so great. Smash that like button. Do that. Do it. It's great. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, Leave a review. 
Oh, we um, forgot that you can also find Jake at Jake underscore lion. Right, shit. I'm the worst host. No, <laughs> I was just thinking Jake about Jake underscore it. Lionheart on Twitter. All of his And he has links to in- his band camp there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has links um, to many things. Like, reblog, hit the reminder bell. <laughs> the reminder Subscribe. bell. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Hit the reminder bell. The reminder bell! Thank you for listening, and thank you for all the people who contribute to our Ko-fi page. We really appreciate it. It is super helpful and nice and kind of you, and we love it. And so thanks for listening, and catch you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye!